Uh, but anyway, we will be decreeing and declaring ourselves into the next glory realm where we can activate the presence of God for our theological takeover of the seven mountains. Live long, live and long and prosper. And prosper. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back, and thank you again for returning for part two in our our talk in the Passion Translation. My name is George Gray. This is the In the Beginning Podcast, and I'm here with my friend Jose, and we are continuing our march through insanity and seeing <laughs> how much trouble we can get in in a short period of time, uh, which with me is usually a lot, and it really doesn't take much time. Um, but, uh, you know, we all have our talents, and, and That's right. we need to exercise those talents. Uh, or, I'm sorry, we need to activate those talents. Activate. Um, uh, I'm gonna shut up. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be quiet and move right on. So in the first part, we talked about, um, the process of translation. Mm-hmm. We talked about why we're doing this. If you haven't watched it, I recommend that you go back and watch that. Um, and now, uh, and we went through our first steps. So there's three steps involved in this conversation. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with translation and, um, and, uh, criticizing a translation, or I would, I would say, um, critiquing. Critiquing. Yeah. That's a better, that's a better, it's a much nicer. friendlier. <laughs> yep. Um, there's three things that we're looking at, and one is the reason behind the translation uh, and the, uh, qualifications. Uh, the qualifications of the person doing the work. Um, and then the two that we're going to be looking at uh, in this episode is the uh, source material that they're using mm-hmm. um, and then the consistency and reliability of their translations. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yep, it gets uh, it gets interesting. So when it comes to uh, Brian Simmons, because that's who we're talking about mm-hmm. – um, he is the sole translator in the Passion Translation. Yes. Um, there is no team. There's no group of people involved. Um, you know, uh, let's see. So I've got a New King James translation here. And if I were to open it up, I'm sure that there is a uh, uh, a page in here about uh, who did the translation work. Um, actually, I, I know there is. It's, it's – uh, not going to fiddle my way through this because um, we know there was a team mm-hmm. in, involved in that, just as there are on other other translations. Mm-hmm. We mentioned this uh, in the first episode that um, we looked at an apologetic study Bible yep. a couple of weeks ago and uh, had five pages of contributing people to it. Yes. And the uh, Passion Translation has Brian Simmons. Mm-hmm. So it uh, it kind of gets crazy. Um, so to give you an uh, uh, before we get started, to give you an example of Brian Simmons and his work towards this, and we're talking about. The source material that they're using, um, there are claims mm-hmm. that they get made. Um, and Brian Simmons has made the claim that while he is not trained in really any way um, in biblical languages and the process of interpretation, because mm-hmm. um, there's a difference between having a uh, concordance and like, yes. uh, you know, a Greek Hebrew Bible. Mm-hmm. I have an interlinear sitting here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a difference between having one of those and then looking at it and then like going through and and studying the language mm-hmm. that's already broken down. Right. There's a big difference between that and creating the the bridge between the parent language and mm-hmm. the, uh, and, and the modern language. Right. Two very very different different concepts. Um, and you don't just take you know I think I'm going to write a new translation of the Bible and I'm going to use as my source material the King James. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, because the King James is based off of source material right uh you know jesus didn't speak english he didn't nope. speak latin um you know um he spoke hebrew hebrew greek and more than likely aramaic mm-hmm. um it was a very common language at the time it would have been weird um for jesus not to have spoke, spoken aramaic right. at that time because that was the common language mm-hmm. it would have actually been weird if he just spoke only hebrew right that would have been the uh, been, been more awkward in that direction so um so when we're looking at the idea 
of this, um, uh, uh, the source material. How reliable is the source material? Brian Simmons claims two things. First, that God gave him understanding that no one has ever had throughout all of history mm-hmm. um, about biblical languages. Yep. So he now has not just the ability to translate word to word, he is now adding the emotion, God's mm-hmm. emotion behind it. And from his own website, the true intent of God's God's word. Yes. It's quite a claim. Mm-hmm. Quite a claim. Um, so, um, so he first claimed that, that God took him up to heaven and is going to do this. Mm-hmm. Now, th- when you're talking about the reliability of someone mm-hmm. and the claims that they're making and their ability to do these, to do these things, uh, you have to pay attention to where they're coming from. Yes, you sir. have to come from, uh, from the standpoint of the, of the goal behind it. So Brian Simmons has this little statement. He, he's in here in another podcast. And, um, for those of you not familiar with this, I have to distort the video to, um, mm-hmm. Uh, to use it legally. So you'll see the fair use clause in, in the front, but then I have to distort it because people like Brian Simmons and, and Bethel like to, you know, bring lawsuits against people and, uh, um, and then ding you on Facebook or, or right. YouTube or wherever you're watching it, uh, and get your material taken down. So we're, we're doing this the best way we can. Um, so this is him in another podcast, Brian Simmons on another podcast, um, talking about the goal of the passion translation. So let's take a look at this. But as far as the Passion Translation, we're trying to bring the emotive uh, heart of God to the reader. You know, our Bibles do not have emojis. When we communicate by text, we usually put a smiley face. I like the guy with the halo or sunglasses or whatever. But we, LOL, we want to make sure people get us and understand that we're not coming across as the cranky mean or all caps or whatever. But in the Bible, there's no emojis, yet there is a heart behind every chapter, every verse, every word in the scriptures comes from the inspired heart of God. And sadly, that can get lost in translation, and we uh, begin to make laws out of, out of uh, things that the Lord tells us that he says to us how much he loves us. And there's... You know, a guilt-driven theology is going to have very cranky people that are always frustrated, never feel like they're good enough. You know, his banner over me is try harder. <laughs> I want an emoji Bible, George. <laughs> it has to be an emoji Bible. It's, it's kind of funny. We start off with hieroglyphics, and then we move into actual letters and words, and then we move right back to hieroglyphics. It's just now they're all just smiley faces. Everything's a circle. Yeah, I, uh, I think... With, if God was going to put an emoji on the passion translation, I'm sure it'd be the it'd be the guy going, mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely scratching his head, going, "What?" I don't know, Jerry. I mean, do you need when you read Isaiah uh, 53? Do you need emotion added into the crucifixion of Jesus? I think it's pretty emotional when you read it. Yeah, what God did for us. I don't think I need a background music. Swelling John Williams coming in with his, you know, <laughs> it I think that's such a, a horrible reason mm-hmm. to add another translation of the Bible just so you can feel emotional about it. Yeah. I don't think it needs it. Yeah. And when you, when you try to uh, add emotion to things like that, you will run the risk mm-hmm. of changing the meaning. Right, because now you're adding, and we're going to we're going to see some examples of this as we as we go through. Um, you start getting this idea that um, so that your 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 emotional appeal within a passage, you've got to add color terms. Yes, you know, it's not just 
um, being saved from the fire. It's mm-hmm. God saves those who were pure from the mm-hmm. fire, you know, and, and they're like, okay, so wait a second. No, mm-hmm. that's, that can be an emotional appeal, but am I pure? Yeah, you know, it, it starts changing the mm-hmm. way that you're going to be viewing scripture. And so that's the danger behind it. Now, the other thing we need to make clear is that, um, when we're talking about, uh, the Passion Translation is when people say, "Well, you know, it's just it's just one of many translations." So it's like it's like the Message Bible. It's not mm-hmm. it's not meant to be, you know, the the main source text right. for everyone. But like in the previous uh, previous episode, what we what we showed you from Brian's own words, mm-hmm. this is not a paraphrase. He, no, he is not. He is calling this a translation. He is calling this something that is usable for your your prime mm-hmm. source material to do yep. serious Bible study and what you're going to find that it's not even close. I even saw an interview with Bill Johnson saying that he does not use it as a primary source, that yeah. he does not preach from the pulpit with it. He does not write from the Passion Translation. Yep. Yep. And that's Bill, John, Bill Johnson. Yeah, that's yeah. that's saying something. Oh yeah, you know, um, he still wants everyone to read it. Mm-hmm. But what he's saying is, I can't preach from mm-hmm. it. And like, if Bill Johnson can't preach from it, you know, if any, if if uh-huh. <laughs> if any of the global heretics are going to stand out <laughs> and be like, I can't preach this. I'm like, all right, hold on a second. You know, like your heresy is at like a nine point six, and you're telling me like this is too far. Of all of the crazy things that has come out of his mouth, uh, yes, like like Paul was bringing a different gospel by saying that he had a thorn in the flesh and that mm-hmm. he couldn't receive that because uh-huh. God always heals, even though he's you never never trust a faith healer wearing glasses. No, you know. And uh, like, like, but, but, like, like, the Passion Translation is like over the line. That's too far like, for Bill Johnson. Like, man, that's that should tell you <laughs> something right there. Um, so, <laughs> so that that should that should raise the hairs on the back of your head right there, uh, just just immediately. Uh, raise the hairs on the back of your hair. What, what does that even mean? I don't have to worry about it. So, yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah, uh, yeah. That that's that Red Sea parted a long time ago. Uh, so. Um, yeah, so like I said, God uh, Simmons claims that God is going to give him supernatural understanding of biblical languages that he has never been trained in. Um, now, the question I wrote a question in my notes is why is it that whenever a person pulls the God card, mm-hmm. no one questions it anymore? Mm-hmm. It's like all of a sudden he's like, oh, oh my gosh, yeah. that's amazing. God spoke. Yeah, and now to help him in this process, he has he made a couple of statements on the Sid Roth show. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, so we showed you one of the clips in the beginning. This is immediately after that clip mm-hmm. that was in the first episode. So if you haven't seen it, you can go back and watch it. So this is the very first. This is like right after that. This mm-hmm. is where he continues to go with. And so this is this is Brian Smith talking about Jesus bringing him to heaven to the library of heaven, where he can check out books. Two books. Two two books, yes. He wanted a third one, but he only take two. Jesus said no. That's right. Your library card is only good for two <laughs> books. When you get when you bring it back and it's stamped, you can take the third one. Um but the, I wish you were kidding right uh, now. Yeah, I know, it's crazy. Um but he he makes a claim in this uh in, in this video, and I want you to listen to, to two things. One, the claim on its own mm-hmm. and how astronomically dangerous it really is. But secondly, I want you to listen to what he says at the end um, and what he is claiming is coming down mm-hmm. the road. And this should tell you where his theology is from. I was actually asleep and I was taken out of my body and I was brought into this immense library room. 
I loved being there. And the Lord came up to me and he said, Brian, I have brought you here, brought you here to let you take any two books you want. And, and I'm just walking around, but it didn't take long before I saw a book that I knew I was to have. And then soon I saw another book I knew I was to have. But uh, you'll never want me back on the show when I tell you what happened then. What? So I've got to ask a quick question. Um, did he bring the books back with him? That's a great question. Where, where are these books? Where are the books? And what, are, what were they typed on? Right? Is it like a printing press in heaven? But wait, it's a download, so it must be on a PDF somewhere. <laughs> he just woke up and supernaturally had this knowledge. It's just, it's just something weird. So now he's talking about something else. Right. You'll never want me on your show again. Um, only if you're lucky. <laughs> well, I have to tell you the truth. I saw a third book, and I knew the Lord told me I could only take two. And in heaven, whatever you think is put out over the loudspeaker. Okay, just stop for just just. <laughs> okay, now I, I want you to think about this. Uh-huh. Heaven is occupied. Yes. By everyone who has been a believer mm-hmm. from all of history, yep. and. All of their thoughts are put out on the loudspeaker simultaneously. (laughs) So what are they only allowed to think like one at a time? Uh Um, I want to know what kind of speaker system they have up there (laughs) because that would be epic. It's uh, JBLs. (laughs) Of course. Yes. Jesus be Lord. (laughs) Uh, So um, (laughs) it's just this. Listen to the crowd mm-hmm. and the way that they respond to this. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's amazing that your thoughts are like broadcast through heaven. I don't want my thoughts broadcast <laughs> anywhere. I don't want my thoughts written down in a book. Any nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hears it. Your thoughts are broadcasted. So here's what I hear coming out of the loudspeaker, and it's my own thoughts. How can I steal this book? And then I said, oh, no, I'm shoplifting on God. I I felt so ashamed that I, but I knew if I could take this book, there was this book so, if I could just take this book back with me to the natural realm, it would trigger awakening in all the nations of the earth. It would bring the, it would make the name of Jesus famous on the, in the world. But Jesus came to me and said, Brian, I cannot let you take this book. And he looked at me in the eyes with love that melted me. And he said, you are not ready for that book. Then he promised, but I will bring you back one day. And I will give you that book. What was the title? Written on the cover of the book was John 22. Uh, But there's only 21 chapters in John. What's this 22? Well, John 22 Go back to John fourteen twelve, and you'll see that there is a greater works generation. The works that I do, you will do even greater works than these. I believe the John 22 generation will be a people that do the greater works of Jesus. They will not add to the scripture, and, and that's a sealed book. But it is a book that is unfolding, and the works of Jesus will be replicated by an entire generation of people that believe fully in the power of God. John 22. 
I don't know how they didn't run him out of the building and yep. call him the heretic that he is. Yep. And you mentioned this earlier. Why would there be, uh, why would our chapter numbers <laughs> exist in heaven? <laughs> you know, it's just kind of the way it works. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, I, I, and so he is, so what he, what he did right there, and this is what, this is one of the first things that, that I can, I can have grace for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Before I really knew about his background and about a lot of the lies that he tells about himself and his qualifications, um, you can kind of have some, some grace there. But when I found out about this, that's when I really started looking at mm-hmm. things. Um, and he, he is planning on adding to scriptures. He says, like, no one can add to scripture. Scripture's a closed book. But here I am. But doing he, here I am about to I add. Can't yeah. do. But, but you see, he's, and this, and maybe this is just a little foreshadowing. Um, he is, he is saying that he is not adding to scripture. Mm-hmm. Oh. Jesus is going to add to scripture. Uh-huh. Uh, because Jesus gave him the book. And so if you believe that God took him to heaven and gave him all of this information, mm-hmm. and, and now all of a sudden he's he's carrying secrets of Hebrew and Greek and Aramaic, and when he comes back with John 22, no one is going to question mm-hmm. it. No one's, it's going to be, it's just going to be this amazing thing. I'm assuming he'll probably publish it as a fix, as a mm-hmm. piece of fiction, uh, but knowing full well what it is that he's saying he's bringing. Mm-hmm. Um, he is calling himself one of the authors of Scripture. Yes, he is. He's just waiting for the right time where there's enough support for his madness, so that people don't don't like you said run him out on a rail. Mm-hmm. But it gets it gets insane. So this is where he is claiming the core of his understanding is coming mm-hmm. from. He is getting it from God. Mm-hmm. Not from his own studies, not mm-hmm. from any discipline that he's nope. had on this side, but from the emotion that God has given him access to to translate the scriptures. So he also makes this claim. He's claiming that he's using the original Aramaic. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the Bible is written in three basic languages. Correct. Hebrew, Greek, Aramaic. and Aramaic. Yes. Those are what we'd consider source material. So mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with the process of translation, a lot of this just, just doesn't matter to you because it's, because honestly a lot of it's just, just academic, right. you know, gobbledygook. Yep. Um, but there is a way of determining where, um, source material comes from. Mm-hmm. So, and it, it comes back to whether or not certain phrases and terms were used in that language. Right. So when you translate, you know, that was really cool into mm-hmm. uh, into a language that would never use that phrase. Right. It becomes really easy mm-hmm. to understand, okay, that was that was uh, influenced by the by the the, the, uh, the language, the culture that uses mm-hmm. that language. Yep. So you can kind of backtrace where things come from. Yes, sir. So in the uh, um, and there are Aramaic sections of scripture. Mm-hmm. Now, the Aramaic New Testament did not exist until the 5th century. Okay. And it doesn't even exist, as far as I know, in its entirety. Right. It's, there's sections. Mm-hmm. Now, before that, there are references to Aramaic passages. About two, I think it's like 280 verses throughout the Bible have been found in, in, in pieces, mm-hmm. um, with, with, for, um, uh, for use. Now, um, what a lot of people don't understand about translation is that there are no full-length copies of what we would call our Bible. Mm-hmm. They, they just don't right. exist. So you have you have pieces. Yes, you have pieces and parts, um, and so there there are around fifteen thousand of these 
pieces and parts. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of them are very, very long. Mm-hmm. Some of them are just tiny. And what, uh, uh, what linguists do is they, stu- they, they, they study these languages and they, they, they figure out where these things fit. And so what they've been doing over, you know, centuries mm-hmm. is comparing these original parent languages to the, and trying to find the oldest known manuscripts. Right. And if you think about this, for the bulk of human history until the 1900s, we had um, uh, uh, we had some of the some of the Latin. We had uh, mm-hmm. had different different small bits and pieces um, where we get the King James. Yep. Um, we had the Vulgate, um, but we didn't have what we have today. So in the 1900s, I, I can't remember if it was like the 19, 1920s or 50s or something like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that long ago. No. Um, where the Dead Sea Scrolls were yes, found. Correct. And so and what they discovered was the parent. The, the source material that we were using originally was mm-hmm. compared to the Dead Sea Scrolls, and yep. they were dead on accurate. Mm-hmm. So that, that lets us know. But And what we've discovered is that the Dead Sea Scrolls are older than a lot of the newer, the newer, uh, the newer manuscripts. Um, and so we had this almost like a time capsule, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to be able to pull these things right. apart uh, and to, and to verify how, how old they are. Now mm-hmm. I have, um, I have a copy of the Gutenberg Bible. It was mm-hmm. given to me as a gift, but I also have pages and pages and pages um, from, from the same collector. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so this guy, this guy passed away and his wife gave me all of his uh, stuff that he had been collecting. And I have pages of the Bibles going back into the early 1500s. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And when you start comparing the languages, Against what we have today, mm-hmm. very little has changed. Uh-huh. And, and when I say very little, I mean like almost nothing. Right. Um, so you can count on the reliability of Scripture. So, but the problem is, what Brian Simmons is saying, or Simmons is saying, is that the he has discovered that the that the Greek New Testament was a translation of the Aramaic. Oh. So it's called the Aramaic primacy. Mm-hmm. So in translation, that term primacy is is important. So what you're saying is that the the primacy doctrine uh, documents are the ones that were the oldest and most reliable, mm-hmm. and it's always been the Greek for us. Um, but now he's saying that historians are saying that it is the Aramaic. No one agrees with him. Um, so um, one of the things that I'm going to do with this video, just so that all of you understand this, is that um, uh, Mike Winger uh, with BibleThinker.org um, hired several um, well-known very reputable mm-hmm. Bible translators to review specific books. Yep. And um, so most Bible translators, like no one sits down and translates the Bible. No. They translate a book. Yes. And they and they specialize in that book, um, or they might specialize in the writing of Paul. And they and they, I mean, their their understanding and their achievements in that are like unparalleled. Right. And so he had these guys review Brian Simmons' claims, mm-hmm. his history, and his work, and um. It did not go well. <laughs> did did not go well at all. Um, the way, let's see, uh, what here are some of the things that they said about his uh, his translation. Uh, in terms of biblical consistency, it's just irresponsible. Mm-hmm. It is no longer scripture. I, I don't have anything nice to say. <laughs> These are actual quotes, folks. Um, don't use it. The, my favorite one: <laughs> the mistakes hurt me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh boy, uh, and full of outright errors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I mean, and I mean, none of them had anything good mm-hmm. to say about about his work in translation. Um, 
and for for good reason. We're gonna you're right. gonna see this in a little bit. There's mm-hmm. places he's added fifty percent to mm-hmm. the to the word count in these right. passages, and just completely changed the meanings of the mm-hmm. text. Um, so when you when you start looking at this, his claim that Aramaic primacy is what is the trend today, mm-hmm. these Bible scholars all tell you, no, it's no. not. And not only is it not, it has been thoroughly proven, mm-hmm. and it only takes you can you can look this up on Google yourself. It takes about ten minutes to find the research. Aramaic primacy has been thoroughly debunked. Wow. Where the Aramaic text, it has been proven because of the language mm-hmm. and the, uh, the 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 way it's structured, that the Aramaic is based off of Greek and Hebrew texts. It's because it's the mm-hmm. way that it's 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 a, it's a very easy science to understand if you're right. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so his him saying that he's using the original Aramaic, mm-hmm. there is no original uh-huh. Aramaic. So he has he is front loading his own um his own lies mm-hmm. he's giving himself credit where no credit is due because he knows that the vast majority of american christians mm-hmm. will never do the research needed that's it to back up his claim mm-hmm. to, to see if his claims have, have we're too spoon-fed we just take everything that we hear at face value we don't even do anything look, look deeper than the surface mm-hmm and that's it's just sad. So the uh and like I said, so um all of those videos from those uh from those Bible experts I'm linking to the bottom of this video. I recommend you go wa- go watch them. Mm-hmm. They're not short. Um right. but you know, but something like this shouldn't be short. No. You know. No. Uh, it, it it requires time. Um and that's what they and that's what they give uh, give for. It. And it's like I said, he just he just does a great job with it. Um And I honestly think George that a lot of people who do read and trust the passion translation did no research they didn't look no. any further than the recommendation they were given to get the book yep but one once i started to look because i heard other people mentioning the the passion translation and its errors and whatnot once i started looking into it it took no time whatsoever to recognize that brian simmons come is coming from a very uneducated place and he, the way his assertions and his and his his view and the way he tried to bring out the heart of God in his yeah. translation, it just was red flags for me left and right. Yeah, he comes from a very spiritual place. Yes, absolutely. But it's uh, uh, he's like so open minded, his brain fell out. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and that's and I think part of the thing I think that happened is the way he released it was was. I, I, I gotta say this carefully. Um, I think from a standpoint of the deception of our enemy, mm-hmm. I think it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. So the Passion Translation was not released as a New Testament. Nope. It was released as books. Yep. Individual Individuals. books. And so it was never looked at as a Bible. As a Bible. It was always looked at as a supplement. You know, oh look, this is interesting. It's more creative language. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's whatever. Um, because especially in like the, um, like the early 2000s, mm-hmm. that was very popular. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like the artist's Bible and stuff yes. like that. I mean, there were just yes. so many different, different things. So, you know, it was just like one more to add to the band mm-hmm. rhyme, not realizing that that was not his goal. His right. goal was to create a new Bible. Bible. Um, and that's the danger uh, that goes on there. So, in in uh, with our with our number two, the source material that he's using, um, direct inspiration and downloads from God that no one else in time would ever get. And you know, he gets these from you know apparently checking out books from heaven. Um, 
Uh, which is great because you know, I mean, even though the Bible says that no one has gone to heaven except the Son, um, right. it's it's fine. Yeah, it's you know, it's fine. The Son and Brian and Brian um, and uh, and Ketker. Uh So, um, which I'm not even going to get into. I'm just, you know, I don't I don't want to bring up the the giant stinging shamrocks around St. Patrick's Mansion. Um, so we're just gonna we're just gonna keep moving because because that's that's the way I roll. Um, so and so so we know that huge red flag. So fail mm-hmm. immediately, fail, mm-hmm. um, and then the claims that he is using the original Aramaic fail. Fail. So I'm noticing so, a pattern here, George. I'm noticing a yeah, I'm noticing a big pattern. Um, so so far, uh, out of the four things that we were looking at, um, uh, fail, 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 and fail. fail. Okay, so that's good. Um, all right. So the third one is the consistency and reliability. Of the translations. All right. So we're going we're gonna to do a couple things here. So before we get into what's written, mm-hmm. let's get into what's spoken. Okay. Um, so if you want to understand why the Passion Translation says what it says, um, a good way to, to, to do that is to start listening to um, uh, some of Brian Simmons' own messages. Mm-hmm. I do not recommend that you spend time listening to him the way you would listen to another pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, honestly, I, if, if your choice was reading old DC comics or listening to Brian Simmons preach, <laughs> I'm going silver surfer all the Absolutely. way, <laughs> you know, that's, that's just Marvel. Uh, is, is that Marvel? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, so that tells you all my comic book, you know, you know what, Which, whichever it's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I'd rather, ha- I'd rather watch Disney movies at yeah, this point yeah. than, um, than, uh, than listen to Brian Simmons speak. But, uh, and you're going to understand why here real fast. Oh, yeah. So let's just take a look at a couple of things. Um, let's just say, you know, um, let's pick an easy topic, okay. like, like the second coming of Christ. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that should George, be. George, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the hundred places that it actually is. <laughs> Um, so remember, uh, so in the, in the previous episode, we talked about dominion theology and the core of dominion theology and the idea that Jesus does not come back until we take over the seven mountains of influence mm-hmm. and then we make the earth like heaven. And then just like the Lord's prayer, uh, his will be done on earth as it is mm-hmm. in heaven. And that, and at that point, Jesus returns. And now that might make you think no one really believes that. Mm-hmm. Well, actually he does. Here you go. I know when Jesus is coming back. When we bring him. We bring him back. If the second coming, which is not in the Bible. It's amazing how many eschatological, dogmatic doctrines we built around terms that are not even in the Bible. Rapture. Millennium, second coming. Those words are not found in the scripture. Um, <laughs> hold on. Let's uh, let's. Yeah, I don't. I'm just going to do a test. Let's just <laughs> let's just let's just do a little test. Um, first off, Jesus comes back when we bring him. Um, and you know, all these so. these other words are not found in scripture. All right, so let's just let's just do this. Um, so we're going to go to Revelation 20. 
Um, now let's see. Where did we? Uh, where did we see? I saw an angel come in the bottle. So uh, let's see. He cast me into the pit. So remember which, what? Which verse were we here? Looking at here. Mm. Um, that was from Millennium, Thousand Year Reign. Uh, oh, yes, that was Millennium. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So let's. Uh, Okay, so um, uh, just the term millennium, um, and he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set the seal on him so that he should be deceived, so so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. Uh, but after these things, he would be released for a while. Um, uh, so the 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 term millennium, as in falcon, um, is uh, you know what is is uh, is not actually there, um, but the thousand year reign is absolutely. So, um, no, fail. Mm-hmm. Um, so rapture you can find in the book of Matthew, you can mm-hmm. find in Second Thessalonians. It's usually referred to as caught up in the clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we, for, what we refer to as translation. Yep. That's where that word came, uh, came from. You think Brian Simmons knows something about translation yeah, well, since he claims to be a, per, uh, a scholar uh yeah well you know that that's that's the funny thing about that kind of stuff when you actually start looking into the bible uh-huh. you find out that it might not mean what you think it means <laughs> you use that word a lot uh, how about i don't know how about second coming um behold, behold he is coming in the clouds and every eye will see him and uh uh, uh and even they uh, they who pierced him all the tribes on earth will mourn because uh, of him even uh even so amen um who, who's coming back that'd be jesus um, but wasn't he already there once? <laughs> that would make it a second. That, coming, oh, that's a second coming. I'm sorry. You know what? I get I get confused. Let's 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 look at this again. Um, let's see, Matthew. Um, so the program I'm using here, if anyone's wondering, is is a Logos Bible software. Um, I highly recommend it if you are into serious Bible study. Just um, uh, forewarning, it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a good deal on it because uh, I was going through uh, through uh, uh, Bible uh, classes, and that is the only reason I was able to get it. Um, so let's let's look at this. Um, so um, uh, Matthew twenty four. Uh, let's see, uh, forty two and forty four. Watch therefore, so you, uh, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. coming. Um, that's the second coming, by the way. Uh, let's go down to forty four. See what it has. Therefore, you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Um, so we're back to that same thing again, that, yeah. that whole second coming. You see, this is, this is the stuff that irritates the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who understands scripture knows that we're, he's talking about not word for word translation. Right. He's talking about thought for thought translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a very thing that he's denying. And he, the reason he's denying it is because it, uh, it contradicts his dominionism. Mm-hmm. It contradicts what his, his, the core of his theology and the main issues that he's, he's trying to, uh, trying to get across to yes. people. And the part in that video that bothered me the most is the people in the background going, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. Amen. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like we mentioned to you before, he's talking about words that are not in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, the word activate, which we're going to look at here in a little bit. Is not in any other Bible, no. but it's in the Passion Translation, which is not Multiple fully translated times. yet, over 43 times. Mm-hmm. Um, and the word realm, which is uh, only in the New King James eight times, is in the Passion Translation 383 times. Mm-hmm. So now, what, what do you do with that, Brian? Um, <laughs> you know, But when you're hand-selected out of the eight billion people on the planet yes. to bring a new translation to people that's already got a translation, you know, you should just expect new things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, that, that, there's, a, there's a problem there. Um, 
when we're talking about the consistency and reliability of their work, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting into the the core of his uh, that that's that's what we were talking about. Um, the understanding the spoken word before we get oh, yes. into the written word. Right. Let's talk about corporate salvation. Oh yeah. Um, this is this is a good one. The Revelation 12 virgin bride will give birth to a man-child company, a corporate expression. One has become many. The seed has now fallen in the ground and died, but is now bearing many seeds. There's a many-seeded Christ. He will prolong his days and take pleasure in what he sees. Isaiah 53 says that, that he will see his seed and prolong his days. We are extending the ministry of Jesus throughout the nations. We are carrying his life and his nature and his DNA wherever we go. We are prolonging his days, the Acts 29 company. We are expressing the Christ wherever we go. And as the corporate maturity uh, continues and we rise to be the holy temple under the Lord, there will be that under the apple tree conception. And the Christ we long for will be seen in a corporate way. That's that's just creepy. Yeah, it's, it's just just creepy. I don't want an under the apple tree conception no. moment. That's just <laughs> no thanks. That it's just <laughs> like let's see how weird we can make this. Mm-hmm. That's just fantastic. Okay, but he makes a he makes a statement there. The uh, Revelation twelve bride mm-hmm. will give birth to a corporate expression yep a many-seated christ um all right so let's let's do what he's probably not wanting anyone to do. let's go to revelation 12 um so a great sign shall appear in heaven a woman clothed with the sun uh, with the moon under her feet and on her head uh, a garland of 12 stars um then being with child she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth and another sign appeared in heaven behold a great fiery red dragon having seven heads there's no reference to a many-seated nope. uh, uh, birth here. It doesn't matter how far you go down through. So in verse 5, she bore a male child who was to rule all nations. Um, and her child was caught up uh, to God and his throne. And the woman fled to the wilderness where uh, she was uh, had a place prepared by God. You, 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 it doesn't make any difference Mm-mm. where you go through. I've gone through the entire chapter. There is no mention of a corporate expression of our salvation. Nope. We are we are saved by the one Lord, yep. and that's it. We are not saved communally. We are nope. not saved corporately. Um, it is an individual choice that we all have to make. Um, and the problem is, going back to the same thing, he's saying this stuff, and people are just clapping. Mm-hmm. But in terms of dominion theology, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Right. But only in those terms, mm-hmm. because now we are co-ruling mm-hmm. with God. We are we are involved in this this process. Um. So it's not just Jesus ruling, it is us ruling right. along with him, mm-hmm. um, which is just insane. Now, he goes on in that same message. Uh, now, if now if you don't believe that he firmly is convinced that we are going to rule with Christ, that we are little gods, that we have the power of Christ in our life, mm-hmm. he is about to say something that I don't know I do not know how this did not get him thrown out of this mm-hmm. church and yep. thrown out of any other church mm-hmm. that he may possibly be getting involved with. So check this out. There's a coming glory. If you look at Antichrist, the devil, you look at judgment. You know, now this is the very next thing he says oh, after right. the, the video that we just we just looked at, mm-hmm. just so that everyone is aware of where in the message this is. And I'll link the original message into the description mm-hmm. below as well. 
bowls, trumpets, and, and uh, let's see, uh, seals, trumpets, and bowls. All three of those. I don't know how far to go with you guys. <laughs> All three of them refer to people. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. I could show you the seven seals from the New Testament. Seven times it says you're sealed. The sealed book is you. He's the word, the volume of the book. It is written of him. We express the word. We are the word made flesh again. We are the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. The corporate expression. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, we are the reincarnation of Jesus Christ. Um, now, just to add insult to injury, uh, so when you start looking at other things that he says in return to the same thing, here's his view on the Antichrist. Very easy to say the Antichrist, like the door, the whatever. It doesn't say the Antichrist. It's a spirit. Or it's plural. Antichrist. Who is Antichrist? The one who denies that Jesus is coming in the flesh. You didn't get it. The one who denies that Jesus is coming in my flesh. The, the beast life in our thoughts has got to be converted to kingdom. So the an, an antichrist is one who says that Jesus has not come in my, my flesh. flesh. This goes back to what we were looking at earlier mm -hmm. in the first in the first episode when we were yep. talking about him saying. And actually, let me let me let me pull that up. Um, Let's see. Uh, where did I put that? Oh, I know where it is. When he is talking about us being um, co-heirs, mm -hmm. um, or um, oh, how did he put it? Uh, let me see. I want to make sure I've got the right thing here because uh, I don't want to be accused of misrepresenting. Aha! There we go. Um, so this is from the Passion Translation website, and uh, let me see, let me blow this up so you guys can read it for yourself. Um, so this is his comparison between two pieces of scripture. Um, in the first one it says, for through the law I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, it is no longer I who live, me, uh, who live but Christ who lives in me. Um, and so, let's see, let's make sure we get in here. Uh, and. In the Passion Translation, remember, this is from their own website. He says, my old identity has been co-crucified, which means we are part of the redemption process, not just Jesus, but us as well, with Christ, and, uh, and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine, for the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. This is directly from the website. Mm -hmm. We live in union as one with Christ. And now he's saying that an antichrist is one who believes that Jesus has not come in my flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do we deal with something so clearly misleading? Mm -hmm. Just just all over the place ridiculous. Um comparing himself to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh making himself uh uh for lack of better phrase equal to God. Equal to God. Um I told you George before when you sent me all these links to to go over for this episode. It made me both incredibly angry and incredibly sad that number one that he has 
been given and has continued to be given this platform to spout off these heresies, but even worse, as the people are soaking it up, they're loving it, they're amening him, and they're following him, and they're giving credence to his teaching and his Bible, and is leading people astray from the gospel. Yeah. It's a horrible thing. Yeah. You hear people like, whoa, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you... How do you fix that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so now some of the complaints that people have, so, and so what we're talking about here is the reliability and consistency of the translation. Yeah, and so if he is a translator of the Bible, which is what he claims to be, then his preaching should be in line mm-hmm. with good, solid biblical teaching. You would think so. Um, but just in these clips alone, we're seeing just insanity. Mm-hmm. You know, not only is he talking about Jesus singling him out and taking him out for, tri- you know, mm-hmm. to trips to heaven, because um, apparently he's, you know, more anointed than, than the other 8 billion people on the planet, mm-hmm. um, which is just strange, just just really, really strange. Um, he's not the only person talking no. about being oh, no. taken into heaven. No, no, either. no. He's so not. many of them. Um, and no one questions it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but when you think of what he is speaking, it helps you understand without any exaggeration, what it is that he is actually writing. Mm -hmm. Because he's writing along the same lines of his preaching. Because the two have to be, the the two cannot be disconnected. They they have to run the same way. Um, So when you start looking into what it is that he is doing on the written page, let's start looking at the reliability and the consistency of his translation work. Um, so I'm going to go to Matthew chapter three and we're going to look at verse 12. Mm-hmm. Um, so now for those of you who want to follow along, um, this particular program, what this allows me to do is to do two Bibles side by side. So what I have here is I have the new King James mm-hmm. side by side with the passion translation. So you're, you're going to see this at exactly the same time I am. And what I want you to look at is how much of things got changed. So we're just going to scroll down here to uh, to verse twelve. So the first thing I want to I want to want you to see <laughs> is take a look at the size of this verse. So this is the New King James. This is a known, true, tested, reliable mm-hmm. translation. And now look over here at the size. Uh, how much has been added? So you're talking about twenty twenty five percent that's been added to this. Now maybe it's just creative language. Let's just let's see sure. what it actually says. It says his winnowing fan. Uh, is in his hand, and he thoroughly cleaned. This is the King James, and he thoroughly, uh, and he will thoroughly clean out the threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Now let's take a look at the, at, at this. Now knowing where his mind is, mm-hmm. that's how we have to we have to read these sections. Yes. Um, so he says he comes with a winnowing fork in his hand, and he comes to the th- threshing floor to sift. Pay attention, what is worthless from what is pure. Hmm. Okay, so maybe. You can imply that to here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the comparison that, that God makes. No. Grain, chaff. Right. That's it. Because yeah. anyone who's ever looked at any kind of produce like this understands that even right. in the grain, mm-hmm. not all of that is no. pure. No, sir. So he's talking about that to sift what is worthless from what is pure. And he is ready to sweep out the threshing floor and gather his wheat into his granary, but the straw he will burn up. So he's calling it straw here. 
mm-hmm. he's calling it grain here. Right. Why, why didn't he why stick is it, with that? Yeah. Why is it worthless and uh, worthless from pure here? Um, that doesn't that doesn't sound very good. Um, but you know what? Maybe that's just a you know maybe that's just a happenstance. Maybe that's not exactly how 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 it works. So you know what? Psalms and Proverbs is where he started. Mm-hmm. So let's let let's go to to uh, to there. So let's just start off with um, let's just say Psalm two. And let's see, do I need to get very far? Nope. Let's go down to verse seven. And you can do this. You can do this yourself. Put these, put these Bibles right side by side and you can, you can see, um, how, how much has been added here. So he's, uh, so in New King James says, I will declare and decree the Lord has, has said, uh, the, the Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Pretty, very straightforward. Very straightforward. Pretty common verse. So now listen to this part. I will reveal the eternal purpose of God, for he has decreed over me, you are my favored son, uh, and as your father, I have crowned you as my eternal king. Today I have become, I became your father. What? Where did, where did like eternal king come from? Mm-hmm. Where, where did, where did you are my favored son come from? Mm-hmm. That's not creative language. That puts us in the same place mm-hmm. as Jesus. Yes. We are as valuable to God as Jesus. We are as capable of Je- as Jesus. We have the same uh, same qualifications mm-hmm. in his words. We are co-heirs, co-signers, mm-hmm. co-redeemers. I mean, we're, we're all this, all this nonsensical mm-hmm. garbage. Uh, and this language speaks into that idea. Yes. Um, so let's go to uh, Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Let's see how far into Proverbs we need to get. Whoops. Well, that was not good. <laughs> let's just start right off at Proverbs 1. I mean, how, how, how bad could this possibly get right? And, and Proverbs, Psalms and Proverbs um, are like his hallmarks. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is, this is where it all began. Um, so Proverbs 1 in the New King James says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. That's it. That's all it says. Um, so I want you to see, okay, so here's verse 2 in the New King James. Look way down here. There's verse 2 in the in the Passion. So here's what he says. Here are kingdom revelations, words to live by. Eh, you know, maybe, you know, whatever, you know, as far as flowery language goes, fine. Yes. You know, but he doesn't stop there. No, he does not. And words are wis- of wisdom are given to empower you to reign in life. Not in the original. Not even remotely close. Written as Proverbs by Israel's king, Solomon, David's son. It can't get much worse no, than this, it's... right? I don't know. So let's let's just give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's move on to verse 2. Um, you notice how far we're getting here, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so verse 2, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. That sounds pretty straightforward. Within these sayings will be found the revelation of wisdom and the impartation of spiritual understanding. Use them as keys to unlock treasures of true knowledge. Oh, boy. What? The imp- and, and you got to love the language. The mm-hmm. impartation. Right. 
So you can't just you can't just get spiritual uh, <laughs> yeah. spiritual knowledge. It's There's the an impartation that mm-hmm. has to be involved in here, and it's true knowledge. Yes, you know, it's not just yeah. regular old you know words to live by. Um, it's it's just crazy. Well, how about how about verse three? Um, you know, there can't be a lot. Okay, this is huge again. Uh, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. Those who cling to these words will receive discipline to demonstrate wisdom in every relationship and to choose what is right and just and fair. You know what? I don't have a terrible amount of problem with that. That's all right. You know, it's not, it's not horrible. It kind of nope. follows along with justice, just and judgment and equity. Um, so, you know what? Hey, let's, let's keep going. Let's just see what happens. Um, verse four, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Okay. Oh, wow. This got big. The Proverbs will give you great skill uh, to teach the immature and make them wise, to give youth the understanding, oh, and here it comes, of their design and destiny. Okay. The true understanding, the the understanding of their design and destiny, obviously, uh, because that's exactly how how it would work. Let's go down to to verse 6. Let's just see what happens here. Um, to understand a proverb and an, uh, and an enigma, the words of the wise uh, and their riddles. Mm-hmm. That's why these are these are given, right? These kingdom revelations <laughs> will break open your understanding and unveil the deeper meaning of parables, poetic riddles, and epigrams to unravel the words of enigmas of the wise. Oh my goodness! <laughs> blah blah blah. Word salad, vomiting up stuff that doesn't need to be there. Um, but now, now check, check out verse seven. Um, uh, let's see, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despite wisdom and instruction. Look, look how, look how much this is almost a hundred percent bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about double yep. the amount of words here. Yep. Um, so, um, here's, here's verse seven in the passion. How does a man gain the essence of wisdom? We cross the thresholds of true knowledge. When we live in obedient devotion to God, stubborn know-it-alls will never stop to do this, for they scorn true wisdom and knowledge. That sounds like a bite to anyone who disagrees with what he's doing in this it's particular translation. pretty much translation. does, yeah. Uh, stubborn agree. know-it-alls. Um, now, if he wants to translate that into fools, that's fine. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, I mean, you can, you can see where he's taking these yep, things. He has a very clear destination yeah, yeah. with how he words these he's things. Got, he's got goals in mind. Um, so let's, let's, let's look at, at other verses. So that word activate mm. um, is not anywhere in, in other passages. Um, so let's go to Romans 12.6. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, again, we got, about a, we got about 30 or 40% added to this verse. Now listen to this. Um, this is... Uh, uh, so this is New King James. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. That's that's, that's verse six. Mm-hmm. So God's this is what he said. God's marvelous grace imparts to each one of us varying gifts and ministries that are uniquely ours. Okay, now hold on. Uniquely ours. Mm-hmm. So there's 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 possession. So these gifts are not granted by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to be used in in relationship to the right. Holy Spirit. They belong to us, mm-hmm. which is a core NAR teaching. Yep, absolutely. Um, so if God has given you the grace gift of prophecy, 
Okay. I'm not familiar with that. Language. No one ever refers to prophecy as a grace no, gift. No, I don't think okay. so. Um, that's not how we identify things. It's just the gift of prophecy. You must activate, activate your gift by using uh, the proportion of your faith you have to prophecy. Prophesy. So, oh my. yeah. So this is a teaching of Bethel Church. Mm-hmm. This is this is how this is one of the things that they do. Where in order to gain authority in a gift, mm-hmm. and that's how they look at it. You're gaining authority in the gift. You have to activate it mm-hmm. in your life. Like, you know, like Wonder Twins. Wonder Twin powers activate! Um, <laughs> uh, you're going to see that clip a lot throughout this. Um, but that that's the thing. So yeah. it's not... And, and this is this is the underlying uh, premise. It's not granted to you by the authority of the Holy Spirit, which is the way uh, Corinthians outlines it, mm-hmm. given by the Spirit, uh, you know, and as uh, he wills, as he wills mm-hmm. for the you know for for the for the purpose dictated by God. It is we are at the uh, at the beck and call of the Spirit, Absolutely. not the other way around. Yes, sir. But if you can activate the gift, Wonder Twin powers activate. Now it's yours. Mm-hmm. So now he's twisting. Yes, uh, and it gives you the idea. So when they talk about that, um, that that idea of kenosis that we mm-hmm. are that Jesus laid down his divinity, and because he was he was not God do, on earth, he was just man in right standing mm-hmm. with God. So if we're in right standing with God, we can walk in these same powers, but right. we have to activate those powers in in our lives uh and then they respond to us in this in this in the same way um so what else did what else did i have written down here uh first corinthians 12 awesome so uh verses 6 and 11 so let's go to 6 okay and there are diversities of activities but it is uh the same god who works in all Again, we've got like twice the size of the section here. It says, The same God distributes different kinds of miracles and accomplishes different results through each believer's gift and ministry as he energizes and activates Activates them. them. Wonder Twin Powers, activate! Okay. Um, So, energizes and activates? Uh, No. Again, he's putting the power in our hands. Exactly. Yeah. What I need is the is the uh, heavenly version of an energizer, <laughs> uh, and then I can activate that gift. And right. the problem is, I was shipped with bad batteries. That's what it is. Um, uh, ob- I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's just uh, okay. How about eleven? Um, but one in the same spirit. Okay. Good luck finding eleven. Look at ten. <laughs> look, oh my gosh! First ten. Okay, I've got to read this one now. Uh, and to another, the working of miracles, and the other prophecy, and the other discerning of spirits, to another, uh, different kinds of tongues, and to another, interpretation of tongues. Uh, miracles, prophecy, discerning... Uh, okay, he's just written this in, in big things, but wow, he's taken up a lot of space there. Um, so that's... that. Uh, I guess that, that's okay. So we're going to... Let's look at 11, though. But one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Remember, it is the same spirit, uh, the same Holy Spirit who distributes activates wonder twin powers activate and operates these different gifts as he chooses for each believer at least there he's giving it back to the holy spirit and and that yeah he's he's the one that activates and operates but once that gift is activated mm-hmm. it's ours it's it's ours mm-hmm. um you, yeah it's 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 just insane so he's mixing good with bad to yes. make it more palatable insane 
Galatians 5, verse 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. You are placed... <laughs> wow. When you're placed into the anointed one and joined to him... <laughs> okay. Uh, and joined to him, circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing. All that matters now is living in the faith that is... Activated. Wonder Twin Powers activate. And brought to perfection by love. But it's when you're placed into the anointed one and joined with him. Right. That's, so that's when that really matters. Um, uh, okay. That's, um, weird. And another thing too, this is brought to perfection by love. It's nowhere in the original. Yeah. Translation. Yeah. We're, we're not brought to perfection. No. Uh, in fact, we're, typically continually made aware of our, our imperfection. imperfection. <laughs> uh, let's see, what do I got? First uh, Timothy 4, uh, is it 4 or 14? Uh, I think it is 14. There we go. Oh, yes. Do not, do not neglect the gift that is, uh, that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of uh, the hands of the eldership. Do not minimize, in the Passion Translation, it says, do not minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life, for it was imparted to you by the laying on hands uh, of the elders and was activated. Mm-hmm. Wonder Twin Powers, activate! Through the prophecy they spoke they over you. And we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're just, we're just, he's just regurgitating the same mm-hmm. thing over and over and over and over. And you can do this almost everywhere. Okay, so mm-hmm. here's another one, Hebrews 4.3. Uh, for we have, uh, let's see, in the New King James it says, for we who have delivered do enter believed. that rest. Uh, believed, I'm sorry, believed, uh, do enter that rest. I don't even know why I said that. Um, uh, and he has said, so I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Okay. Um, this, this verse actually takes up the entire screen, mm-hmm. um, over here. It says, for those who believe, uh, who believe faith activates the promise and, uh, and we experience the realm of confident rest. So now we're back into, to realms. realms. All we need is a good decreeing and declaring, and I think we'd be in good, and be in good shape. Okay, that's not helping. Um, uh, I was grieved with them and then made a solemn oath. I will never, uh, they will never enter into my calming, uh, rest, the cal- into the calming rest of my spirit. God works, God, excuse me, goodness, God's works have been, <laughs> been, all been completed from the foundation of the world. Why, why does that need to be it doesn't. there? So when he was talking about the emotive language, mm-hmm. okay, bringing the emotion of God into the process of, of the passages. Mm-hmm. Why does the term activate need there, uh, need to be there to act, to, to, to activate the emotional <laughs> language of God? It, it, doesn't. it doesn't. It serves a different purpose. It sure does. This, it, when you, and when you listen to him preach, and he's talking about we are the reincarnation of Christ. We are the corporate expression of God. Mm-hmm. Um, we are um, we are the you know the, the trumpets, bowls, and seal. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it just gets <laughs> ridiculous. So ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Um, and this is the guy. I mean, just from his preaching, 
Mm-hmm. Anyone with biblical understanding yeah. would never uh, no. would never listen to him no. again. I mean, he may stumble across a good point every now mm-hmm. and then, but that that's great. Anyone can do that. Right, you broke know? clock is right twice a day. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I've known plenty of unbelievers um, who would never have who've never been involved in, uh, in a church in their life who can say good things. Yep, absolutely. You know, they can even you know accidentally say something that's very godly. Mm-hmm. They don't know it. Right. Um, but that's not what that's it's not what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He is moving in a very clear direction, mm-hmm. and his translation is written specifically to support yep. that movement. Yep. It's got nothing to do with truth. Nope. It's got nothing to do with actu- accuracy. Uh, it's got nothing to do with the reliability of God himself. Mm-hmm. It has everything to do with promoting this dominion mentality mm-hmm. um, and empowering people mm-hmm. with things that we were never supposed to, 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 to work in. And a lot of what he's saying... The way I'm hearing it is he's almost saying we are beyond a need for God, a dependent beyond a, ne- a dependency on God. He's putting all of the power in our own lap, and he's pushing our dependency upon of the Lord away from us, saying repeatedly that we are the ones that can do it. Well, he, it's like he's saying that um, initially we are dependent upon God to mm-hmm. activate His the the power and authority in our life, but in order for God to return to to, to Earth, He is dependent on us. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you you think about that. I mean, for Jesus to return, for the Creator of the world who spoke the world into existence, mm-hmm. um, for Him to have the authority to. Uh, to to come back to his own creation, we have to first make this earth the same as heaven. So we need Mm -hmm. to make the earth look and feel like a place we've never been to. Mm -hmm. So troubling. Yeah. And the one thing that I've never heard him talk about, and maybe, you know what, and if someone is watching this, I would love it if you could, you could find something like this for me, because I've, I've had this, this challenge out a number of different times in a few different, for a few different preachers, but I have never heard Brian Simmons actually, uh, speak the true gospel. The gospel. I've never heard him talk about faith, mm-hmm. being saved by grace through faith, the repentance. repentance of the sin, um, the need to, to understand and follow the teachings of Christ. Mm-hmm. I hear him constantly talking about power and authority, mm-hmm. chasing spiritual gifts, mm-hmm. activating your um, your power mm-hmm. so that you can so that we can make heaven heaven like earth and we can accomplish these great things for God, which all sound good. Oh yeah, but every time I read about it, I come back, I come back to here. Mm-hmm. Not everyone who says to me, "Lord, Lord," shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the uh, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So you got to ask the first mm-hmm. question. You don't get into heaven um, just by calling Jesus Lord. You right. get into heaven by doing the will of His Father. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus is about to contrast this with what is not the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that it can't happen, but this is right. not the will of the Father. Many will say to me in that day, "Lord, we uh, have we not prophesied in your name?" Cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name, mm-hmm. and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Now, just curious, since I got this open right here, what does Brian Simmons uh, say in relationship to this in the Passion Translation? 
not everyone so in the passion translation it says to me not not everyone says to me lord lord will enter the realm of heaven's kingdom the Uh realm of heaven's kingdom (laughs) come on it is only those who persist in doing the will of my father on the day of judgment many will say to me lord did you not remember us don't you remember us didn't we prophesy in your name didn't we cast out demons and uh, and do many miracles for the sake of your name but I will have to say to them, go away from me, you lawless rebels. I never, I've never been joined, joined to, to you. you. Wow. wow. I've never been to, why not you've never been joined to me? Right. Yeah. Wow. I don't believe I didn't actually uh, catch, that uh, catch that before. I've never been joined to you. But I will have to say from them to say to them, um, this is like a sign of regret. Mm-hmm. Where in the King James says, "I will declare to you, I never knew you." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that changes things. It really does a lot. It changes one of the one of the cores of this passage. When, when so the the fundamental idea of what is the will of the father mm-hmm. is that the two of you would be joined right. together. Mm-hmm. But that's not the, that's not the passage here. Nope, what Jesus is saying is that people are going to chase miracle signs and wonders. Mm-hmm. I am not after miracle signs and wonders. Right. I'm after a converted heart. Mm-hmm. I'm after a repentant soul. Yes. Um, the, the, uh, you've heard me say this a, a thousand times, the workings of a Christian should be the result of a changed heart. Yep, exactly. We don't do the work of a Christian hoping that our heart Hurtful eventually change. changes. Right. Uh, those are two very, very, very different, different things. But that is that is what he continually promotes. Mm-hmm. He continually promotes this idea that it's the power and authority that that we should be seeking after. Yes. To 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 activate to. Um, uh, oh, what is what are what are, the, what are some of the other terms that he's used in there um, to find our realms of glory, mm-hmm. our realms of authority? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that they talk about is the reclaiming of lost powers. You know yeah, um, how that. how pagan uh, pagan worship has taken mm-hmm. taken authority from us, and right. um, and now we need to take it back. You know, um, very troubling stuff. Yeah, very troubling. And, you know, and it, we're just not. We're not using our brains. No, you know we're we're thinking about these things, but we're never actually, you know, we're never actually looking at them in a in a mm-hmm. comprehensive way. I think people just like the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. You it know, makes them feel empowered. Yeah, more important. Yeah. Oh, and and the you know the, in the last days it says that that many will be lovers of their own selves. This is teaching them to love their own selves more than God mm-hmm. by saying that you are equal with God. And that your power is as powerful as God, and that only you can bring God back. That's pretty frightening stuff. But I just, I just don't understand for a Bible believing church why is this book even necessary? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it is, it is clearly so biased in one in one direction that it is not usable. And and you know, one of the most liberally minded, you know, um, I would say. Uh, biblically absent teachers in the modern charismatic church, Bill Johnson, mm-hmm. he says he won't use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he won't, he won't quote from it in his writings and he won't use it from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. So 
I mean, if it's like we were, I, I think we said this in the last in the last video. I mean, if that guy, yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> won't won't use it, then then why would anybody? Else? Why would anybody else? You know, and you know, like I said, if Brian Simmons was not claiming that this is a main source uh, Bible mm-hmm. that you can use this for serious study. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't care. No. If he had put this out as a paraphrase, yep. no one would even say anything. But that nope. is not the claim he's making. Nope. He is claiming it's that translation. this Yeah, this is a translation directly inspired by God that is going to bring out the next great revival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How can someone who lies about his credentials mm-hmm. talks about being taken to heaven um by Jesus to check out books mm-hmm. from a library? Who is planning on bringing an additional an additional book to the canon of scripture? Yep. Um, who uh, you know is is constantly preaching about um, how we are the reincarnation of Christ? Mm-hmm. That you know his his dominion theology, which has been I don't even know how dominion theology mm-hmm. came back, but it's just it's somehow it, it did. It's just I think the church got bored and decided to mm-hmm. check their brain at the door. <laughs> I think um, so too. You know, because we need to be powerful in mm-hmm. these days, right? Um, but how does someone who is so obviously, and I want to say this carefully, but this is the only way I can think of, mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy has clearly got some screws loose, mm-hmm. you know. Um, how is it that so much of the church has just taken this hook, line, mm-hmm. and sinker? Well, they're given to false teachers that tickle the ears. They're heaping up for themselves these teachers. They're doing what makes them feel good, them feel empowered, them feel better about themselves. And that's the spirit of the age, George. We Everyone wants to do what they feel is best for themselves, mm. what makes them feel powerful, what makes their point of view, gives it uh, credence. You know, and we just, people hear this and they want to be that powerful Christian and be that influence and be that, you know, one with God and co-crucified with Christ. And it gives them the, the, the feeling of authority and power that isn't mm. meant for us. Yep. Yeah. There's a, there's something about taking the lead role, uh, uh in an effort, knowing that you have none of the skills necessary mm-hmm. to, 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 to occupy that role. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and and I wonder like how demonically inspired is he, you know, is he given over to the demon spirits that are telling him that this is an accurate translation of scripture? Is he not, I mean, this is big, but is he not demonically possessed? Is he spouting the works of the enemy in the name of Jesus? If he is firmly believing that we are the reincarnation of Christ, the corporate expression of Jesus, Mm -hmm it's it's hard not to believe mm-hmm. that 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 there's not some sort of demonic activity mm-hmm. there i have to agree you know and the the problem is that the that so much of the church has just attached itself to mm-hmm. it you know and it's 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 funny like we were we were talking about when we were originally starting these these mm-hmm. conversations how the reform side of the church mm-hmm. is so unbelievably critical to anything that even remotely smells like a charismatic church yep. um which you know we both both agree. Okay, we get it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we have our issues. We have our issues. We've earned a lot of this criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the car- the reform side of the church has its own problems. They have Absolutely. their own skeletons in their yeah. closet. They don't like to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's fine. 
but uh, you know, and we want to try to lend a voice of reason yes. to the charism- this charismatic exactly. side of things, you know, and like, look, we we inside this this uh, uh, this movement see this as well, mm-hmm. and this is not who we are, right? You know, this is not the goal of the charismatic church is not to have a bunch of people, you know, r- running around like they just came out of Hogwarts, you right. know, like oh, expecto, <laughs> you know, whatever whatever spell comes out of you know, Mister Lightning Bolt Scarhead is a. Uh, um, you know, it's just this this age of empowerment mm-hmm. and this need to control, mm-hmm. um, and these these just insane desires that, that that people have to, you know, to flick their wrist and and mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know and make something happen. Look right. how powerful I am! Right. And now they have a Bible that will that will uh, uh, help them accomplish it. that. Yeah, man, it's just, it's just a sad it's reality. Terrible. Terrible. Just a sad reality in your life. So now the now the question is like for you guys, what are you going to do with this? Mm-hmm. You know, um, what I would love to see you do, uh, and I, I hope, and this is probably me inviting really difficult <laughs> conversations on my side. Um, if you're if you're listening to this, I would recommend that you you share this with people in your church. I'd mm-hmm. recommend you share this if your pastor is using the the, the Passion Translation. I'd recommend that you share this with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of two things is going to happen: either they are going to learn something that they didn't know, and they will switch gears mm-hmm. um, because they can't attach themselves to, some, to something right. like this with any kind of confidence. Um, or, and and this is what I hope does not happen, mm-hmm. you're going to learn something about your pastor that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Because anyone who has committed themselves to disciplined study mm-hmm. of the Word would never use this translation. Right. And I I remember when we first started talking about doing this, George, my intention was to just, for someone to see a red flag and for them to look into it for themselves. Yep. All the stuff we've we've discussed is online. It's very easy to find. Don't trust anything we're saying. Baldness is not a credential for discernment (laughs) ministries. It's not, you know, it doesn't make us smarter or whatever. My brain grew right (laughs) out of my hair. (laughs) You know, all the stuff is readily available on the internet. You can find it for yourself. And I pray that you do, that you look into it and that you, you you, you ask yourself the hard questions. Could I be wrong about this? Could yeah. could Brian Simmons be these things that we're we're saying that he is? And it's it's up to you. The, 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 we we did the we did some legwork. We did some research. We looked into things. And now it's up to you guys to do the rest and to make a, a hard choice for yourself. Yep. Yep. Psalm eleven three says, "If the foundations are being destroyed, what can the righteous do?" Exactly. And if there's any foundation that's to our faith, it's the authority of God's word. Exactly. And when we start compromising on that to make ourselves feel warm and fuzzy or, or all powerful. Um, we are handing the enemy all of our battle plans Mm -hmm. and teaching them, teaching him how to destroy us. Yep. You know, and, uh, I hope this, I hope this has helped some of you. Um, you know, uh, like I said, we said before, please uh, feel free to, uh, to pass this along. Um, I know these are a little longer than we normally did, uh, but it's just too difficult. It's to, important. It, it's it's important, and it's too difficult to cut these into smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. So, um, I hope this I hope this helped you guys. Um, if you have any any topics you'd like us to be covering, something you'd like us to look into, mm-hmm. um, anything you want us to make fun of, uh, you know, feel free to call the you know send me send me an email to the Wonder Twins. It's fine. Um, you can. <laughs> did you just give us the nickname, George? Oh God. <laughs> Wonder Twin Powers, activate! Activate!
so um, you can. Oh boy, this is just this is just so bad. Um, uh, you can send me an email at uh, George. Uh, uh, let's see what what's the what's the best email. Um, send it to um, office at riveroflifechurch.org and that will get to, uh, that will get to me um and we'd love to we'd love to hear from you you know uh and honestly criticism is welcome oh yeah um i get it on a regular basis uh, but here's what i would challenge you with um uh don't criticize me if you're gonna if you're gonna come if you're gonna uh, have a question question the material mm-hmm. and let's look into it together uh, that's the right way to do it uh, that's the only loving way to do it um and then you don't become a sermon topic at some point in time uh, because it's the way that was a threat it's the way it's the way it works <laughs> at some point in time it all gets referenced um but yes lord bless you guys thanks you for being here we Blessings. appreciate it uh god bless you see you next time bye